Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of the Bingham Group. Our guest today is Emily Blair, the Executive Director of the Austin Apartment Association. Welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you, AJ. Uh, well, we've been colleagues for a while, I think, yes. in our past uh, past jobs. You came most recently from the uh, Greater Austin Home Builders Association. Yes. And I'd uh, love to just get a quick background download on your career leading up to your current role with the Apartment Association. Um, you know, there, I think it's a in both your past roles, it's uh, you don't see a lot of female representation or you know, underrepresented, mm. underrepresented uh, groups in those roles. I think it's very impressive, and uh, yeah, let me see you get a good background. So I am originally from Michigan, so I, my most of my history with the Home Builders Associations was in Michigan, um, but I went to school for business and psychology, marketing, um, and had an internship at a Home Builders Association in college, and then went to work for a market research firm for about a year, and then started on staff at the HBA paid staff um, in Kalamazoo, Michigan. There mm-hmm. really is a Kalamazoo. And um, then just kind of moved up and around and did most of the different types of functions in the association and then um, led the Grand Rapids chapter of the Home Builders Association. Looking for a change, moved down to Texas when the Austin opportunity became available. So, and I was with the Home Builders Association in Austin for about four years before transitioning in January to the Austin Apartment Association. Mm-hmm. So is the nonprofit sort of appeal, but it's a more business-minded nonprofits, not like a philanthropic or charitable necessarily. Yeah. So it's kind of have an, has an interesting mix of both sides of my brain. Yeah, and definitely at least in Austin with the apartments, or actually with home builders and with the apartment association, uh, our city is growing immensely in both yes. areas with home or with traditional family units as well as yes. with apartments. And yes. um, you know, you're kind of you're definitely in two kind of crucial roles there. Yeah, and housing is near and dear to me, I think. And that's one of the things that's really gelled over the last few years. I think housing is a critical sort of core in people's lives. And um, it's really interesting to be a part of that and to be on the single family and then now compare it to the multifamily world has been kind of fascinating. So I was glad that Austin was on my short list of places I would relocate my life to, mm-hmm. not knowing a soul. <laughs> that was adventuresome. <laughs> you're, not, you're not alone there. <laughs> yeah. Alone so there. glad I did it. Yeah. yeah. So if you get into, I mean, your overall, the apartment associations, you know, it's just a trade group, right? But what right. are all the things that go into the association? The sure. Group? Yeah. Most broadly, we basically advocate for our industry to, you know, continue to meet apartment demand and also to operate professionally, efficiently, effectively to make a great living experience for people who are rental mm-hmm. in rental housing. So... Got you. And just, I mean, the demand, what is the demand right now for apartments in Austin? Have you, oh, I, my on, goodness. Have you had some of the latest numbers you're seeing? Yeah. I, I imagine it's quite, uh, the demands, I mean, there's supply. There, it's steady and increasing, and it's been holding at, you know, a 5%, 4 or 5% growth rate every year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just about to release some local market data from a national association about needing 8,126, I think, is the number units per year for apartments um, over the next 10 plus years. Yeah. Is that in the city of Austin or the metro? The metro? It's Where's the, the need for them? You know, it's really concentrated in the metro area, gotcha. in the city, or in the core city, I should say, in the metro. Gotcha. It's where the jobs are. Pretty much. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> yes. If you, We actually cover 11 counties, but 80% of our units and properties that we track 
are in Travis County. Uh -huh. So what what's the average rent price if you know just kind of approximately for sure. the state for apartments in the in the city of Austin proper? About twelve hundred. Twelve hundred a month, right? Yep. And then I'm yep. assuming like there's price ranges it gets higher as you closer to the market. Yes, closer correct. To, closer to downtown, rather. right? Yep, exactly. Price per square foot and average rents are definitely much higher in the yeah, core. Mm -hmm. I imagine so. Um, what are some of the, I mean, some of the, on the horizon, as we know, for City of Austin, it's going to be the revision or the rewrite of our land development code. Yes. Um, what, I'm imagining that's one of the issues you're all looking at, but what are mm -hmm. some of the policy topics that sure. are your top three that you're on your mind as we sure. go into the last part of 2019 and into 2020? Yeah, there's kind of two buckets, basically, you know, operations and development. So if we look at what impacts the management companies and their day-to-day compliance or, you know, operational decision making, that sort of thing. So one of the things that's big right now that we're working on is the universal recycling ordinance and the changes that are coming to multifamily to meet the recycling ratio and recycling per unit requirements from the city. So at a high, at a high level, what is that? Yeah, basically the share of trash is not increasing at the same level that they would like to see the share of recycling increase. Okay. Or is increasing at a higher level than they'd like to see recycling increase. So they want to see a one-to-one -one ratio, for example, of trash and recycling per unit. Gotcha. So, you know, we come into play because it's difficult when the city, the city has a different relationship with multifamily than it does single family. Mm -hmm. They're the haulers for single family. Yes. But not for multifamily. There's two layers in between them. So it's kind of pushing the message through that chain and getting to the resident who's ultimately deciding where to put their trash or recycling. So it's yeah. interesting. Imagine so either you know, other topics for now? Yeah, so one of the other things that little things like here or there about pool permits or, you know, wash car wash stations on site, those kind of things we monitor, code compliance with Austin Code, anything that's affecting health and human safety obviously is definitely something that we always are looking at and educating members about. And then we also focus a lot on compliance with fair housing laws and other regulatory things that come from either the federal or state level. Um, and then lastly, the, the biggest thing right now is there's been some change with the Texas legislature about how late fees are supposed to be handled and what late fees are. And for rent. For rent, okay. correct. So the state put a, dictated a safe harbor, so late fees cannot, they, the safe harbor is 10% of late fee of your rent, your total rent paid. Yeah. So we're kind of educating our industry how to, how to word that on the lease, how do you manage this, and how does your portal take it, for example, from the residents who are paying you and that sort of thing. So, yeah. so big for what you do, I mean, there's, the adv there's advocating yes. for the members of the industry, but also educating folks, Correct. those members as well, about the, the myriad array of changes that are happening at all levels of government. Yes. They happen pretty, pretty fast, we both know. They do, and the industry is changing really fast, too. There's tons of people coming in at the leasing level, for example, or property management level, so it's an ever changing audience which keeps things interesting mm -hmm. what do you mean by that so you have like i like i i can be the owner of an apartment building then i yes. have another company that's handling the management and their lease and releasing of that correct and so on yeah well then industry that's growing there's a lot of new hires or people moving up so then it creates a vacancy so there's constantly new people who have never maybe had the experience in the industry that have to get up to speed on all these things. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's sort of a chasing the musical chairs, everybody moving around in the industry or coming into the industry. So there's always a new audience to talk to about it. Got you. What do you see happening in the, just in Austin's apartment 
our apartment uh, sector in the next five years in terms of capacity. I mean, other industry trends you're looking at, kind of policies. I mean, I think the LDC, Land Development Code rewrite will be, mm-hmm. should in theory, right, help with that. I'm sure you all are, know you all engaged with that mm-hmm. right now, but yep. just as is currently, what are your projections you're seeing from industry on um, on Austin's apartment sure. capacity in the next five years? Sure. I think it definitely will be on the rise. And the other trend that we're seeing is there's the larger management companies are tending to maybe acquire or start managing smaller assets that maybe individual owners were managing themselves or smaller or mid-range prop owners, investors were kind of managing with Mm -hmm. a smaller property management group. So sort of the larger companies are getting larger and the smaller, there's a lot of entrance into the small, what we call independent rental owners. So whether it's somebody who does it as a side hustle or they do it as their full profession and they manage it themselves, but um, there's a lot of single family rentals in our community, a large share of Travis County rental homes or rental households are single family homes. So we're seeing a lot of change in that market, which presents a whole set of needs that we need to address, obviously, and kind of educate those owners, investors, managers about how to operate their rental property. Mm-hmm. Do does this does your association weigh in on anything with they do with STRs, like the uh, short term? Yeah. Particularly, I say because I know there's a new building. I saw today the business yes. journal that's being marketed. I know it's open yet, but. The, I guess the model for STRs, right, is shifting, right? Where right. it used to be, I, I own a unit and I'm going to rent it out, right. but they're, this building, I can't remember the name of it, it the whole building, it might be an, Air, be an Airbnb property. Correct. It's, it's ch- the model sh- shifting. Sure, we've bit. seen that, and that's something that's rapidly ramping up. I mean, it's really kind of interesting, and a lot of the larger property management companies have some of those units themselves because we're in a you know, a growing economy, but also there's a ton of people, tourists in our area and people coming in for festivals and all the things that Austin has to offer. So there's a big transient sort of audience always that they're trying to address and make sure we have units available for. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. We'll see how it plays out the next few years. Well, and it opens a different can of worms as far as financing too, because it's more of a lodging or a hotel. So it's, it's just... On the hot kind of, yeah, yeah, we're navigating new waters, I think. Oh, uh, so. yeah, so this, uh, I definitely think, I'm sure council will weigh in at some point. About yeah, it. absolutely. So, yeah. Wemley, thank you for your time. And you I'll get back to your important work, and we'd love to have you in the show down thank the road. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, All AJ. Right. Take care. You too. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.
really almost going to be gone. It's going to be the holidays. The holidays. I mean. And it's done. You know, Halloween candy is going to be out pretty soon. <laughs> then Christmas, music, right? I mean, yeah. Oh. Now, what flavor is that I'm highlighting? See, I feel like Easter candy is the best because that's when they come out with the mini Cadbury eggs, which is the, like my weakest I thing. I like Valentine's candy because I like cherry strawberry flavored things, so they'll do yeah. just like the red. Candy. Just the red, yeah. yeah. And those are my favorite flavors, so I don't have to like pick out like the purples. Yes. I just get the flavors I want. I avoid all yellow flavored candy. Banana. Oh yeah. Banana is the work. Lemon is good.